Welcome to season two of Consciously Uncurated. I'm Leslie. And I'm Michelle. And we are so excited to invite you into our beautiful, messy lives. This will be a space to talk about the real stuff and hopefully leave you with some practical takeaways. Think of it as rent a best friend for when you need us. We hope this podcast allows us all to be human, to feel, and to lean in. To catch our latest episodes, follow and subscribe. We're glad you're here. Hello, everyone. Hi, Les. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? I'm doing well. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Yes, thanks for joining us today. We have a really interesting topic we want to discuss that has sparked a real cool conversation between Les and I. I think we should just jump into it. I agree. I'm curious about this a little bit. I think more than some of our other topics, I really needed to verbally process it and understand. It was just so big to me. And so when we're looking at purpose and deciding on what your purpose is, your reason for being, all of those things. And just recently, this is our season <laughs> that we're in right now. We're like, what are we doing? Where am I going? What am I doing? Yeah. And waking up every morning and just trying to figure out our path. Right. And so since we've been talking about this, since mm-hmm. we started our podcast, Podcast, and mm-hmm. since we've kind of changed our lifestyles a little bit, or me anyways, made a big drastic lifestyle change, right. trying to find my purpose. Right. So you've, so something's I've come up. So I've experienced this. It's a Japanese concept. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's called Ikigai. It's spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. Okay. Ikigai. <laughs> and yes, we had to Google translate many different versions of how to say it properly. So a concept that translates roughly to a reason for being. Mm-hmm. And this model, it's a model, a diagram. It's kind of, I guess, a mental model of how you can try and figure out your purpose, how you fit in the world, and what you're supposed to be doing in your life to essentially make money. Would not everybody want this? Yes, of course. And so that's the thing. I think, and I think we've done together and separately, and I'm sure a lot of people out there probably when you're in a place of the unknown Mm -hmm. of what your life is and what direction you're supposed to be going in, or if you've had a drastic change and you're like, oh, well, this is different. How do I navigate myself out of this one? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Whatever your circumstance, whether it's a job, a divorce, a breakup, passing of uh, someone in your life, whatever the circumstance, right? Or even just feeling unsettled. I think now in our 50s, realistically, there is a little bit of, okay, so now I've got this amount of time left. Is this where I want to stay? Is this where I want to be? And trying to find the balance of that. Yeah. Of all of that. But this doesn't specifically pertain to being in your 50s. I think that our younger kids do this well. They just change direction. Right. Ah, This doesn't feel good. I'm going to just... Do you think it's that easy? I think it's easier for this younger generation to do than any other generation before. Okay. Why? <laughs> like, what is well, it? I don't think that there are the same parameters on our young people as there mm-hmm. was before. Before it was generational wealth or expectations. You're inheriting the family business. Mm-hmm. You're a farmer. Your father was a farmer. Your grandpa was a farmer. You're going to be a farmer. Right. We don't live in a world like that anymore. The kids that are growing up now, their jobs haven't even been created yet. Right. Okay. They will get to design their own jobs. True. You can design now with technology. You can decide where in the world you would like to live literally (laughs) just plug it in and yeah let me do that yes there's never been more freedom 
And with our banks and brokers, you can get a bank loan. You can, many people can, not everyone, obviously, but you build up some credit, access to resources okay. to do what you want to do. True. You're okay. Richer than you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Cause we're in it right now. So I think that's why this conversation and we are in our fifties. Yeah. This is, we're coming from a place of what we know, pretend to know, or wisdom experience has brought us to this moment. So now we're going both in transition. Mm -hmm. Good word. Okay. (laughs) I've been at it way longer. You're just starting it. Mm -hmm. And so again, this Ikigai, Mm -hmm. Ikigai has been showing up in my world lately. Mm -hmm. I've tried, and as I was saying earlier, we've been in a business workshop together and I know you're doing it. And of course you come across every possible thing on social media is how to make your life, how to, how to monetize your strengths. (laughs) Yeah. Everything is a how to, it's just, it's overwhelming being for me in this position of the unknown and what my future is supposed to be, because as we've talked about, it took a turn. Yeah. Took a huge turn. I, I wasn't expecting to be here where I am at 52 years of age in my life, in my world, even though I'm grateful that I'm here. Right. Okay. I want to make that absolutely clear. I'm grateful that I'm here. Having gone through the journaling process of trying to figure out what do you want to do in your life? I can do that. No problem. I can write and sit and think and all the words go on the paper. My problem is I don't know how to do it or get it out there or start. As you're talking, I am thinking about my life. Mm -hmm. You just said something that actually stopped me for a second. And you said, I'm just in a newly, a new transition in my life. Mm -hmm. But I have actually transitioned my life many times. I have quit my job and moved to another country. Mm-hmm. I have quit my dream job and moved to another organization. I have started organizations. I seem to do this a lot. I take these massive risks. Wow. This is not new for me. Yes, I did just currently leave a job, but then five years before that, right. I was, hmm, I think I'm done here. It's time to go. And I left that job with nothing in the looms. Okay. And I did the same thing when we moved to France. And I've changed grades. All of a sudden, I'll be like, "Mm, yeah, I'm all done teaching grade three now. And I will change. Okay. That's a less life-changing event, changing from grade six to grade three. Totally. Yeah. So let's just be clear about that. However, the moving to France, the the switching. Selling everything. Right. Moving houses. Let's be. Let's sell a house. Clear for a second. You were able to do that. Why? Why were you able to do it? Yeah, that's the thing. To be fair, I'm in a financial position to do that. Why? A, because I am a saver. So I did have a financial buffer, but I also have a partner. So there is an income. There is an income. Yeah, you got a backup person. Yes. And I have a backup person who also believes in me. Right. So So even more than financial, Mm -hmm. even if, say... Jeff wasn't in a financial position to support us. He would do it anyway. Okay. So again, so that's he another would, bonus, right? That yeah. We would figure it you've out. You've got the financial, but you've also got a very supportive partner. Yeah. Okay. So that's so a really some, big deal. Having somebody who believes in you is a big deal. Absolutely. So I am on my own. Yeah. Totally. hundred percent on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't have, and I, let me say, I have made risks with when I did have a partner because I knew I had that buffer. I knew I had right if necessary. Totally. So mm-hmm. now in this time of my life, 
I don't. I am the 100% responsibility of the household. This is the other thing too, when I'm thinking back at these opportunities that happened in my life Mm -hmm. is I have to say, it isn't just about having a partner or a spouse who also has supported me. For me personally, it is an unwavering belief also that God has got this, that whatever happens, that God will open or close the doors for me and he will create good. Okay. And I have witnessed your faith in this for sure, which is lovely. Wonderful to, to see that. You model what you say. Okay. It's happening. I see that for you. And I feel like that's the great part about being at this point in my life is seeing how faithful for me God has been in literally making sure it was taken care of. Mm-hmm. When it talks about in the Bible that God will take care of the sparrows, why would he not take care more so of you? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's done that for me. When I think back to leaving home when I was single even. Right, but you were also young, younger. Age matters now. Yeah, it's, it's true. Just, it's We're at the end of the journey, closer to the end than the beginning. But we're watching our own kids do this too, where there's at some point it did yeah. work out. It did all it did all work out. Well, that's our circumstance, but not everybody has that privilege. I'm just going to say that not everybody has that. Yeah, it is a privilege. We're very lucky. I know. Is that a perspective, though? Yeah, I do. I think so. Of course, it is. Our bubble is way different than someone else's bubble who doesn't have how what we have. How lucky we are with our kids, their health, their journey, their even though there's been crap here and there. But I know lots of people where terrible things are happening to them or they've been in situations that have been horrible, but their perspective on what's happened to them is still, they're able to maintain a positive perspective. Yeah, of course. That's, yes. So it's how we also, the lens to which we see our circumstances. Right, but we were just, we were just talking about kids and how... Our kids different because they are they come from privilege for sure. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I hear that. Okay, but yes perspective, someone's perspective, whether it's the faith that's driving them, whether it's their, whatever it is, hope, hope that's driving them, wherever that comes from. Right. Even this Japanese philosophy, I think the cool part is, I think that this Ikigai theory Mm -hmm. happens in all cultures. Of course it does. Yes. Yes, it does. Absolutely. There is a rendering of this. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, so what? Why is this so? Why all of a sudden? And I don't know why all of a sudden it's come up. But to me, for me, it simplifies that overwhelming, okay, I've journaled. This is what I'm good at. 10 things about me that are blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. This method to describe the thing that makes your life worthwhile has simplified it for me. Yeah. So- Maybe I should say what what it is because yeah. people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Exactly. Okay. There is a, a graphic, a model, and I recommend actually to Google the Ikigai model and you can, it'll just come up and you'll see what kind of we're talking about. It's a Venn diagram. Yeah. So in the middle is your Ikigai, which is the reason for being. Mm-hmm. And then from that stems what I love and within that are my passions and my values. The other side is what the world needs. In terms of that, you look at the values, my values, and what are the possibilities that I can accomplish that in. Mm -hmm. Then the bottom is where can I make a difference or simply what can I get paid for? Still in with the possibilities of what is out there for me and then my actual gifts or talents. Mm -hmm. And then to the left is what am I good at? Thinking in terms of what are my passions and then what are my gifts and talents? Mm -hmm. 
So all of that together, looking at it, you'd be like, oh, wow, that's intense. That's a lot of information there. But if you just start to go to one of those little circles and just start with, for example, what do I love? What do I love without having any future goals or any of that right now? Mm -hmm. Just ask yourself that question. What are my passions? It doesn't mean that you're going to do this for a job, but what are the things I love to do that bring me happy? And you asked me a question this morning. When I'm my authentic me, where do I see myself? In your mind's eye. In your mind's eye. Yeah. Where are you picturing your physical body? body? When I'm seeing my authentic self. That was a great question. So then it becomes a visualization. Again, if we're just starting small, what do I love? What are my passions and what are my values? I'm going to focus, put my blinders on and just start writing about that. And I think the best part about this is it doesn't require an outcome. No. And that's what I love. Right. Because we've talked before about setting goals, coming up with a word, and it seemed overwhelming because then it needed to be measurable and you needed to track it. And this simply requires you to reflect. That's it. Yes. Once I took that, I mean, this is what I'm supposed to be doing for my future. Once I removed that and just brought it down to the simplicity of what do I love to do? What makes me happy? Mm -hmm. What am I passionate about? I love photography. I love taking photos. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I'm going to be a photographer. So were you able then to picture yourself? Then we actually took time, you and me. what we did this morning before this. We came to my dining room table. Mm -hmm. We formatted each, uh, Michelle and I journal a little bit differently. We, our template is a little bit different. And so yours is, yours is all pretty and it's got like, I'm a diagrammer and I'm like literally five pages, (laughs) but again, that's Mm -hmm. me. That's you. So within our own format template, we sat and imagined what we are doing, where we are, what our bodies look like, how we're speaking. And I had, I struggled. You were writing. I struggled. Okay. We just took time. We just cut out a moment. I put on some lo-fi music, turned it up. And we just journaled. Right. And for you, it seemed as though it came easily. For me, it didn't. So I'm sure there's people both in both sides here mm-hmm. that are doing, who want, who'd like to try this. They're like, oh my God, it's too overwhelming. And that was my first thing that I said to you before we did this. I'm like, okay, well. And you said to me, I've already done all this. Already, I've done no. this before. Yeah. Which I have. And I get to the same point of like, ugh. but then we were able to talk about it a little bit. And what did we come up and with? And for you though, which was really cool because I asked you, well, what, what did you come up with? Like, what was your overall, why did we do this is what I asked you. And you said, cause I need a clarity about something. Mm-hmm. And so you discovered in all of your words and I am's and affirmations and all that, you discovered something about what you're looking for. Yeah. It was so much more targeted. And that's a perfect example. When you said, I love photography, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be a photographer. Right. Same thing for me. I am a teacher. Mm-hmm. I do love teaching but I don't want to be a teacher. So I needed clarity. I needed to hone in more targeted on what is it? Where is that space where I feel the most free? I feel the most confident where I stand up taller, where I imagine myself communicating well, connecting with others. And I was able to pull out a few more specifics that in previous journaling activities were missed. Right. But I think part of that was because I was visualizing. Leslie, stop and imagine yourself. What are you doing? Like, what are the things that I, yeah. And then I was. You broke it down small. Yeah. You went to the teacher. Mm -hmm. But from that, 
came all of these wow factors that came out of that knowing that you don't want to be the teacher. Yes. And so when we did it for you though, the same thing happened is you had the bigger points down Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I said, Michelle, tell me what you unpacked. You started to see the bigger picture, the thing, the thing, which I've, I have done this before. I have, right? We've done that. I know we've done it, but I will say keeping with the, what do I love? My values, my values, my passions, my possibilities, my whatever that icky guy is, but having that conversation with you. So being able to talk about together out loud, instead of just staring at this paper, definitely gave me a better idea, a clearer picture, even though it's still foggy, but a clearer picture Mm -hmm. because you asked me some interesting questions. You made me visualize it for you, essentially. You made me pull some examples from my past where I felt great in or I felt success in or whatever the words are, where I felt absolute confidence. So I visualized those little bits. And the other thing, knowing you too, is Mm -hmm. that I was able to remind you of some things that you maybe would have forgotten about. You know me and you had to remind me. Yeah. Because even when you were questioning me, even when you were trying to get me to explain what I was writing on the paper, I said it and I still was unclear as because I had to ask you, is this what I'm doing? That is really key is figuring out what it is that you need to process this. Some of us need to write it and some of us will need to speak it. Some of us will need to find that safe person to process it with. Is that a therapist? Is that a Mm -hmm. really good friend? Yeah. Also, where we got stuck this morning was the doing, because you have done this a bazillion times, a bazillion times. Mm -hmm. And I still believe for you, you actually know, you know what the thing is. And that's what I had to, even after I explained it, I still didn't know what I was saying. You're like, Michelle, you just said what you know, what you know it is. I'm like, I did. You know what it is. I think where we get hung up is that now what? Now what? Now what? So how many of us out there have hired the business coach or have listened to every podcast or have had therapy and you do the work, you do the work, and then you don't know what to do with the work? How do I, what's my next step? And this is overwhelming. This is the part that's hard. It depends on everyone's circumstances because there's going to be inhibitors. I think if you are hiring the coach, going to therapy, doing the things, then you're doing it. Most people can get a business loan. If you really want to get a job, you can get a job. Right. Anybody else in the world. Yeah. Even if you have to work at Starbucks Mm -hmm. for two months or a year or two years until you. Okay. So the the, the circumstance dictates the moving forward. So if you're able to have the courage to change your circumstance. Regardless of the circumstance. Yes. (laughs) There was a moment actually for me where I actually did say to myself and Jeff and I talked about this. Are we prepared to live in our one of our parents' basements mm-hmm. if this all goes sideways? Mm-hmm. And we said yes. Are we prepared to live in a cheap rental property in an undesirable neighborhood in Calgary yeah. if this goes sideways? Mm-hmm. And we both said yes. We get the doing is the hard part. The doing is the hard part. It's one okay, small then, thing. Right. I so then eat. is the doing, sorry, is the doing, even if you don't know where it's going, even if it does still look bleak, mm-hmm. is there substance in just at least the doing of for your own mental health? Yes, it is. Because 
I have friends that are doing their thing that they love that of course would they would love to quit their day job for, but at least they're doing it. They have an Etsy shop, they're selling on eBay. But even if it's not side not hustling, starting this approach of the icky guy or whatever it is out there for you, is it worth doing? That's a great question because this isn't even at all people. Right. You might be totally happy where you are and that is awesome. Absolutely. Nobody is asking you to make a change right, right now. You don't need to make a change. It's so, nice to look at your life and go, am I fulfilling my full purpose? Mm -hmm. Are you doing as much as you could be? Are you using your gifts and talents to the best of your ability? I mean, there's uh, lots of things I would like to do differently in a week. I mean, even as simple as Jeff and I are like, we should give blood. <laughs> They are desperate. Oh, they yeah, are okay. desperate, desperate. I don't need to be laughing at that, but I'm like, huh? Canada Blood Services are desperate. And so I am like, okay, that's one small thing that I actually really do need to be doing. Okay. This is the cool thing that my therapist told me is mm -hmm. that your next step, take away the expectation that your next step is going to be your final step. Right. And I do wonder if the first time I kind of quit my career job yeah, yeah. six years ago now, if I known that that next step was just sort of a refiner's fire, yeah. coal in the fireplace mm -hmm. moment, mm -hmm. I was going to learn so much about the world, other people and myself right. that I think now is getting me to my next step. Totally. I think it would have been a whole lot easier if I would have taken those expectations away. That right. wasn't my landing place. Right. I should have never expected it to be. Right. Going back to this model, it's that removing the expectation of having an answer. Oh yeah. We're not tied to the final outcome. Right. Yeah. Just so because important. Because I like the photography doesn't mean I'm going to be a photographer. Just because I'm a teacher doesn't mean I'm a teacher. Taking those expectations out. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great way to move forward right. then. Yeah. It's the small step. What am I going to do today? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go donate blood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I made my appointment. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, yeah. I did. That was the first step. That's all I had to okay. do. Set up my account with Canadian Blood Services. It was the first step. Now you're gonna done. Go and donate blood. Okay, yeah, there we go. Good for you. That's awesome. When we started this podcast, our first step was okay, let's just figure out what are our platforms for software. Yeah, okay. We didn't tie ourselves to we're gonna start a podcast <laughs> and we're gonna release every Wednesday <laughs> and we're gonna spend right. this many hours a week doing this, that, and the other thing, which we do, but we never said that. We just did it. Once we just step, started we bought the microphones, we bought the, microphones. the software and just sat down on your dining room table and just started talking. Yes. And even this morning, Michelle, mm -hmm. when we were talking about this topic, mm -hmm. we were like, oh my gosh, this is so big. What, what is the purpose of me? That is so massive. Yeah. You said, you know what? We're just going to start recording. Yeah. Let's just talk about it and actually talk about how messed up this is and mm -hmm. how overwhelming it is. Yeah. And how we don't know. Mm -hmm. We're just living. We're in this moment doing. The planning sometimes. Maybe all the therapists and neuroscientists out there are going to, we're going to get some nasty DMs, but sometimes the planning is the overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked about this too. Sometimes having the plan and the perfectionist in us of not being afraid to follow the plan that we might not be able to do the plan or execute the plan. So self-sabotage. We don't. Syndrome, yeah. We don't start. And I know that's most times in my life actually, and this is where we are great for one another is I'm like, yeah, let's try it. <laughs> I don't even Okay. Another funny story. This is Jeff and I decide we're going to make bone broth. And my husband is also very much like that. Let's just try yeah, it. Yeah, you guys both are like, oh my God. <laughs> so we're in the kitchen together. 
oh, we, we did it all wrong. Oh. There are very specific <laughs> steps to learning how to do this. We bought a whole freaking cow and now we got all these bones <laughs> and we're like, what the hell are we going to do with these bones? <laughs> and we're going to make bone broth and we think it's going to be super easy. So oh, we just yes. start. Okay, but the cool part is we figured it out. And the cool part is, is that you're doing it. We just did it. You, just, you didn't let the barriers come up. Of, but is that life changing? The difference is, is Jeff and I practice this in our life mm-hmm. with the little things. There is nothing consequential about making mm-hmm. soup. Right. Because Jeff and I, this is neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. The little things that Jeff and I do in a day that teach us to be flexible and resilient allow us to do those things in the bigger parts of our life. And when we make decisions... We're like, okay, we've done this before. We've done this in Mm -hmm. our kitchen. We've done this driving to Bernie. We've done this moving to France. And so learning to be okay with not being 100% ready. See, that's the crazy thing, though. There has been many experiences in my life where I have been that. I mean, I used to be an actress, for Pete's sake. That was like crazy, out of control, right? Doing things, starting businesses. So then why in this moment, right? Whatever there are circumstances that are also weighing me down. That but I that's your change. only inhibitor. Right. It's kind of cool eye-opening because it's like, oh, wait, actually, I'm not a lazy failure. Michelle, you are not mentally stuck. You are yeah. believing that you are mentally, mentally stuck. stuck. Yeah. You've done all the work. You know what you need to because do. Because up until... You have a situation yeah. that is not allowing you to move well, forward. That is the inhibitor. Living in that. And if there's anyone else there that is in that situation, what do you do? You start small. What can you... What can I physically, mentally... Do today. Do today. And so for me, writing, what do I love this morning? How can I tell Leslie how I feel when I'm authentically myself? That was a great step. And then it was lovely to be reminded of the things that I am good at, which is also you need someone to help you do that. Because when you're on your own as a single, it's quiet. It's lonely, right? Having your person, your people, your tribe, your friends, those connections where you can hopefully sit down and having the back and forth and pumping someone up as simple as having them tell you what they're good at and listening to them is lovely. We don't think that you're circle needs to be massive, but I do want to say the value of having different people to do this for you is also very valuable because I couldn't get this from just one person. Yeah, totally. From a business perspective, Mm -hmm. mentors, business coaches, my therapist, my husband, you Mm -hmm. who see different strengths in me Mm -hmm. and who also communicate differently. Right. How you share with me is different from how my husband shares with me. Totally. Of course. Right? Because you both have very, very different strengths. So the things, also the things that Jeff loves about me are different than the things that you love about me. So I need to hear both of those things. I'm not a different person for either of you. No, 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 no. But yeah, of course. And that's it. Yeah. So the circle doesn't have to be. And absolutely. I do have people in my life as well that are, yeah, will give me different perspectives. I even think your mom. Oh, for sure. My mom lovely that she just gives us feedback your family from different places in the world and they're like hey this is what i think we love hearing that it's really important it doesn't have to be massive but it doesn't have to be massive starting small finding your purpose how you balance and how you intertwine your passions with maybe what you can do for a living I just think the activity of visualizing yourself in the place where you feel confident and free, the person who you want to be 
we've all been that person Absolutely. at some yes. point, at some juncture. I hope so, yeah. You've had moments where you just felt completely, authentically you. Where is that moment? Isn't that awesome if you're in it? And if you are in it, Amen. enjoy it. Take it in. You don't need to change a thing. Yeah. You just relish in being in that. So awesome. Right. And for anybody who's feeling like they want to get there, it is. Take it small. And if it even means getting out of bed to go make your favorite coffee, that's actually a step to get you moving. Yeah. And then maybe add that. What am I, what am I passionate about? Or what do I love to do in there? We're all at different levels and that's all okay. Right? It's being okay with it too. It's being okay with it, talking about it, being vulnerable about it. And really as cliche as it is, finding your authentic you. Ooh, dreamy. It would be dreamy. I'm in the process. I am so willing to be in that process. As scary and as shitty sometimes that is, is. Watching it happen as well is really cool. Take what you will, if you can, if you want. And thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Peace out. Thanks for making time to be with us. This is Life Consciously Uncurated. We hope that our stories inspire you to live a life that you want to live just as you are. Until next time.